Cuban-born makeup artist Gabriela Trujillo is the founder and CEO of Alamar Cosmetics, a makeup line that pays homage to Gabby's cultural heritage and passion for beauty. For more on Gabby's journey, including her amazing collaboration with Disney, keep listening. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Gabby Trujillo. Surrounded by beauty from a young age, with her mum working as an esthetician, Gabby began on her entrepreneurial path by giving her friends makeovers in school. She invested in a passion by studying makeup artistry and making a name for herself in the Miami community, before realizing that the palettes she used could be her own. Taking her career to the next level, she founded Alamar Cosmetics, and I love that she chose to name her brand after the town she was born and for its meaning, stay close to the sea. It's like saying stay close to your roots or your culture, which is also embedded in the brand from the vibrant packaging to the shade names. So it almost comes to no surprise that Disney reached out to Gabby to collaborate on an exclusive collection inspired by their new movie, Encanto, which let's just face it, we all love, and celebrating the magic of the Latinx community both on and off screen. Alamar truly represents what's next for the beauty industry, cultural storytelling, authenticity and representation. So Gabby, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and for that amazing intro. That was great. I am so happy to be here and, and discuss with you um, all things entrepreneurship and, and you know, being a, a beauty brand owner. It's, it's it, like you said, it can be very lonely. Very few people can relate. So I'm happy to be here. Exactly. And well, you know, Gabby, I asked all my guests the same question. It's a toughie, but it's a good one. Who, in a nutshell is Gabby. I would say that at the core, I am a, I'm a makeup artist. I, I'm an artist first. I'm a creative. I kind of fell into this entrepreneurship path due to just um, jumping into what was the present opportunity for me. So I started out as a makeup artist in Miami. My mom is an entrepreneur. She came from Cuba like when she was almost 30 years old. And even though she didn't speak English or didn't understand the, the culture here, or how entrepreneurship even worked here, she still managed to you know, launch her own salon and start doing facials and eyebrows. And now it's been 18 years. She has this huge clientele. So I learned from her kind of just, you have to seize every opportunity and just keep saying yes. So I ended up working for a startup. I, I was there as a makeup artist and, um, quickly because of my, they liked my personality, they put me on social media. So then that, that snowballed into me working with influencers and it kind of just, I started taking all these tools from these, um, from these, opportunities that kept coming my way and at the same time I had always been saving money because that's just what my mom instilled in me like you need your own money you can never depend on anybody like those very you know anybody watching here with like a strong independent mom knows so then the opportunity came where you know that that company I was working for was going towards acquisition and they were starting to grow and bringing in a lot of it was becoming very corporate and I was like oh I think I need to do my own thing and it kind of just culminated in the perfect moment where I said you know what I want to take my savings and I want to take all this knowledge of social media and how much I love makeup and I want to launch a palette. Let's see what happens. Maybe it'll, it'll do well. Let's do one palette. And that one palette kind of caught fire and, you know, we've been able to grow our social media and I've been doing this investor free. So I basically just take the profit of each product that, it, that comes out to create the new one. And we've just been on that kind of path for the last four years. So I would say I am a, um, opportunity Caesar and a, uh, artist at heart. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What an incredible introduction. And I mean, already so many nuggets of gold to get into. So I love the fact that, you know, inspired by your mom, and it's truly like, you know, those experiences you have growing up can really shape and build the character you become. Um, and it's what it's like this armors we create that makes us so different and unique. And I think similar to you having, um, you know, strong family influences from a very young age has made me who I am today. So if you were, you know, to kind of go back in time, um, what were some of those key aha moments? Uh, maybe it was, I know because you, you, your family moved to USA when you were three years old, but do you remember any time back in Cuba or were you too young, I guess, to remember? I actually do. It's funny because I, I actually really, really do. And I talk to my friends about this all the time where I'm like, what's your first memory? And a lot of people yeah. tell me, oh, I was in second grade. I was in third grade. And I'm like, wow, I literally have memories of like my grandma's backyard of, of putting my toys away in like this wooden chest. Like I have so many memories of Cuba, maybe also because I went back frequently. So it kind of like refreshes, like my mom would send me any opportunity she could so that I could see my, my dad's, um, parents cause they stayed in Cuba. They're still there to this day. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of memories of, of Cuba. I, I love it. I really didn't understand like the political issues and, you know, obviously the poverty, things like that were, I was sheltered from it for a lot of the time until I went back when I was, 18 that I was there for like seven days and with like you know my knowledge as a young adult and that was very very tough literally the whole seven days that I was there I cried every single night because every day was like a new realization and like wow my parents went through this like they struggled so much just to just to feed me and now they've been able to have successful careers in America like I have no excuse so yeah those are my memories of Cuba and that's kind of what has always kept me motivated is is my background because I come from great struggle and perseverance so it keeps me keeps me going I love that and no thank you for sharing that because I did want to ask us Unfortunately, I, I don't know if I have some really bad memory loss or something. I can't remember anything before like three, four years old. But to be honest, I think you were just having that hugely enrichment, you know, enriched experience in Cuba, I think just is something that will stay with you forever. And I'm so glad not only that, it also has influenced what you're creating today and for you to create your brand based on where it all began, Alamar. It's incredible. Thank you. It really is. Um, I do. I do want to uh, go to Cuba once, and when I do, I'll hit you up. And if we can go together, even better, because it's on I my wish. list. It's on my. But now with the, the pandemic, I think it's get. Is it getting better now in terms of traveling? Um, uh, supposedly, I I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm very much aware of it because um, the goal is to bring my grandma here, and yeah. we're always checking to see if the embassy has opened up. It hasn't yet. It's been two years yeah. with a closed embassy, so it's very frustrating. But I'm hoping that um that we see we see a change soon i think this year we'll see a lot of uh a lot of hopefully back to some form of uh normality or the new norm but yeah very uh hoping but yeah when i do i'll let you know and when it's open okay. I'll <laughs> so um now you know like you know from your, your experience with makeup and beauty it's easy to say you know I'm going to now, you know, let's create a brand, let's create a brand, but it's so hard in reality to make those movements and make those decisions and that risk and that fear of, you know, this might be your own money, this might be someone else's money, but, you know, the starting journey to start takes a lot. So how did you start? Um, I know you were talking about the palette, but what was the real birth of Alama for you? Cosmetics. I would say the real birth of it was, like I mentioned, the initial palette, but really it came from where I was previously. So at my previous job, I had so much access to, to resources. Like, I, you know, we were building a brand that went on to sell for $100 million. So we had 
all the marketing budget in the world. We had all the influencer marketing budget in the world. So Alamar really was born from my knowledge of how to navigate in those spaces. I thought, okay, this needs to be social media heavy. This needs to be um, influencer heavy. And it really launched with an, with an Instagram post. Once the palette was done and I started the Instagram handle, I had no one knew. It was like very, very top secret. I even, most of my friends didn't even know until I launched because I, I have that mentality of like move in silence, real gangsters move in silence like lasagna. Like that's in my head. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I always, wait, wait, I love that. Moves inside like lasagna. Yeah, that's a little that's, weird. That's amazing. That's <laughs> I, I should do that. I should. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Okay. I know it's my favorite. I always, everything I'm telling you, that's how I operate in life. And some people find that very frustrating about me. They're like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, I can't, I, I just can't. So it was very a uh, top secret thing, but just that initial post on Instagram, because I already had um, a following. I think that the most important thing with Alamad is that I had a community first. I had been building my personal Instagram for five, six years before I launched like posting all of my makeup looks, all of my clientele, my on my stories, my personal journey. And it's funny because it was so easy for me back then. But now that I am a CEO and I'm running a brand, I have no energy to post on social media. I, it's insane. It's like, who was I? I want to go back to that person so bad, but I don't know her anymore. But um, yeah, so it started very much heavy through community on social media. That was that was the the, the huge um, birth of it was that I already had like a, a strong pool of women who loved makeup, who knew my face, and were excited to see what I was doing next. Amazing. And, and growing, you know, your own, um, I know your Instagram yourself. You have over fifty thousand followers. You have a great presence. Did you find um, like? you know, having the mission of creating a community is so important, but to actually create one, it's, it can be quite hard. You know, people can create amazing content and still only reach hundred people <laughs> and it's hard to grow in a following. What were some of those kind of, I guess, advice or tips or things you've experienced that have allowed you to grow? I've never, I think a big part of it is I've never done any paid posts. I never did any sponsored content. Everything was very genuine and organic. I, I knew that I would make my money down the line somewhere else because I didn't want a bunch of followers that were there to for me to sell to if that makes sense so I knew that to have a more genuine relationship with your followers they had to feel like I wanted nothing from them and I didn't they were just there to comment like I would comment back um so I think trying to hold off and I know everybody needs to make their money so there's nothing wrong with sponsored posts I just think it leads to a more sticky engaged audience when you're just there to story tell and not there constantly trying to sell if that makes sense so i never i never did i've never done any sponsored content at all until my own brand so it was like the yep. first time that i ever said hey come buy this was you know so i think that made a really big difference and also i think that um just being consistent for it was years of me consistently posting every makeup look I did mind you it was easier granted it was easier because I started on Instagram the year it started right yeah. now it's like a whole other a whole other story but I think it's just the consistency and trying my best not to not to sell them anything so when it was my own brand it just felt like oh my god this is so cool like it didn't feel so this is her next thing she's trying to sell to us I don't know I think that might have made a big difference I completely agree and and to be really honest I I built my careers mainly on you know influencer marketing paid uh, paying influencers with brands but I myself you know I don't do sponsored posts anymore I, I made that constant decision uh, obviously I'm not not like necessarily positioning myself as an influencer similar to you like you know we're not founders and and it's our priorities our brand sometimes but um i find you connect a lot more um and i rather even i don't know if you have the same if a brand reaches out and um you know they want to get some support i'd rather if i love it and i try it i'd rather post about it for free and say don't worry i got you like i love it let's, let's go right, for the relationship exactly than, than yeah, anything. I so i, I completely resonate with, with you <clears throat> personally but i understand as well there's a whole landscape where it is 
livelihood of many people and of yeah, course you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta so, do what you gotta do and like i said there's nothing wrong and i have other friends that have been successful as well and they do a lot of sponsored posts i just feel for the sake of engagement and keep them coming back to for your story if there's always a sponsored post in between you kind of lose that a little bit you lose that connection a bit but you know like i said you gotta do what you gotta do exactly exactly so you know alama cosmetics started you know palette the idea the community and now it's like a fully fledged um i guess you could say uh i, I don't know how to say word but like beast of like a retail like it's just doing so so many amazing products i've seen and more so with this incredible collaboration with Encanto so can you tell us before we get into Disney and Encanto can you tell us a little bit about your MPD and how you created all the products for me i create all the products through um i from concepts to execution, I I design what I want it to look like. All the you know, what the actual texture of the product, all the colors of the product. Um, I have an amazing. I call her my partner, my product developer. Her name is Helen, and I've worked with her even from my previous company that I worked at. We were both employees at the startup, so she learned everything like me, like extra fast. You know, just trying to keep up, and she's a brilliant product developer. So we um, conceptualize the products we want to bring to market, and then we source the vendors from. You know, we've we've created relationships with vendors all across the world, from Italy, Taiwan, China, the U.S. to name a few. So then we we kind of pitch this out and see who has the capability to create this product. Maybe we've seen something on the market similar and we ask them like, do you know who makes this? And sometimes it'll even be themselves. You know, these, these labs make products for hundreds of thousands of, of brands. So we start there and then we, we create the product. We fund it completely ourselves. We work with an amazing um, designer to design what it should look like aesthetically to fit it into the rest of the brand. And then um, we bring it to market. So it's a really, really small team. We are maybe seven of us and we've been doing this for four years. We kind of have it down, have the timelines down. It's all about great working relationships with your vendors, your labs, and it, cultivating the relationships with the person who prints for you, the person who sources your cardboard, your plastic, your, you know, it's very important to continue working closely with these people to bring the best product forward. And um, that's that's kind of how we do it. You know, it's in cycles. We go from one product to the next and then we move on to the marketing phase of that product and then the logistics phase of that product. And we kind of work like that, like we're in different modes. Like this is the Encanto era. Now we're moving into our our next era and um, we, we make it work like that. Love it. So let's let's go. Let's go to the Encanto era and then we'll talk about what's next, maybe. But um, tell us how that happened. So it was right in the middle of covid which was a very scary time as i'm sure you agree for founders for ceos everywhere it was like what is going to happen to us now like day by day yeah we have all this inventory we have all these plans we've already you know we have our marketing budget we've already paid these people like what is going to happen our labs you know for a lot of us our labs are overseas in asia a lot of them were shut down for a while so we thought okay forget timelines like it was very scary so i was very much like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen i can't control this like God, have your will. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And then one day we get a DM on Instagram from Disney. It was, uh, she was the, I believe she's the vice, I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe she was the vice president. I don't want to get this wrong, but she's a very high role. A VP of Disney. Yeah, a VP of Disney. So we were like, oh my God, this looks real. Like she looks legit. It's her personal account, but we're like, this, this looks legit. So we looked her up on LinkedIn and that was very much real. She had been working in every studio you can imagine and we were like wow she i think this is legit i think she wants to have a call with us we didn't have no idea what it was about she just said she wanted to jump on a call with us so i just got on the zoom and she said that she had been watching us for a while she had been a follower of ours and that she was interested in bringing a partnership to the studio for an upcoming movie that they thought we would be the perfect fit for this movie and we knew nothing else we didn't know that it was like a latin-based film they just said that they want and i was like yes I didn't even, I didn't even, yes, I will make it work. I will find the money. I will find the capital. It'll, it'll work. So I said yes before even seeing what it was about. And then we saw the presentation for Encanto and I was like, I couldn't believe it could not have been more beautifully perfect for us. It was, it was amazing. It was such a gorgeous film about family values, about staying connected to your roots. Just like my brand is founded on celebrating Latino culture 
celebrating Colombian culture. Like the Colombian girls on my team were like, this is crazy. It was literally the best, one of the best seasons of my life was creating that collection for Disney. It was, it was life changing for me. I mean, it, it's absolutely stunning what you've created and, and how like uh, how involved were Disney did you like uh, whatever you can say because I know it, you know it's obviously yeah. these things are a bit confidential but like did you feel like you had full REM or did you get their support to like you know create use their teams like what was it like I had their full support to do what we wanted they wanted it to be genuine and authentic they were like wise enough to know like listen we're not tapped into the latino community the way you are and we want this collection to really resonate with latinos because this movie is for them and i said that's amazing thank you i'm gonna ask you for all you know they have to approve everything but they never gave me any pushback on creative they never you know a lot of the names i chose were in spanish because that was important to me i wanted a lot of the names to be in spanish because we've never had that before like latinos have never been able to walk into sephora and find things that resonate with our culture so or ulta or anywhere so i was like i I want this to be that and they were like i love it perfect that's so that's so creative and they contributed a lot with like iconography so like specific flowers that had to be right because they had to be the ones in the movies um specific you know fonts and like we couldn't just draw a circle it had to be a circle from their icon library so things like that that were more like technical little pieces but as far as all the colors that was all us all the names that was all us um yeah so it was a really great collaboration i had i have no complaints and what was that you know the time like because i as a founder now like i'm thinking about when i create a new product right like uh out of the like just core product there is a hefty like mpd process and testing and this and that so did you have like a long period of time to work on this was it like you have to make it work in five months let's go yeah so we only had 12 months from the time that they contacted us to the time that it had to be on shelves like on our site 12 months that's actually not a long time at all some people might think oh a whole year that's not a lot of time at all no so we thought how can we do this so that we can make timing, but also make it like an incredible collaboration? So we decided to go with existing formulas that we had already had before. So like a powder blush formula that we developed two years ago, we're going to make it in brand new shades and a new shape for this. Um, eyeshadows, the same eyeshadow formula that we've had for the last two years, we're going to make a brand, you know, brand new palette with brand new shades, brand new names. So it was taking our existing formulas because when you go into a formulation process and you have to start you know going in with the chemist and and that could take that alone could take two years so the only one product that we did a brand new formula for was um our liquid eyeliners but it's only because i had already been working on that for a different project so we just pivoted it and put it for encanto and um yeah we we made it work it was a really tough year because it was 2021 all of 2021 we worked on encanto 2021 you know I'll be honest, I'll say it, I don't, I don't care, but sales-wise, we had our most difficult year because it just wasn't the same. The traffic wasn't the same. People had other priorities. You know, it was, it was post-COVID. It was, it was scary times, but we still were committed, and I'm so glad we did it fully paid off. But um, we just put all of our time and resources into making this collection. And, of course, I had to be extra and do a 13-piece collection. I wanted every category. You do it Gabby's way or no way. I love it. Yeah, I had to do it my way and... People, some people are like, are you sure you want to, let's not spend that much. I'm like, it has to be, it has to be massive. I want it to be talked about everywhere. And it paid off. Like it's exactly what I wanted and more. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I discovered Alamar, you know, like when I swear I was like, well, I've seen this with Encanto and stuff like it's, it really puts a whole new perspective, but also what I love about it, it wasn't a collaboration that felt ingenuine or it didn't feel connected. It really worked and it added to the story. So when I went to see the other products, I was like, wait, this all is a cohesive uh, collection. So that's where it's, you were very lucky and fortunate, I guess, to find an amazing part like Disney that also yes. happen to allow you to shine but often collaborations can doesn't always work like that it also could be a bit more monetary focused and mission yeah. focused so very proud that you know you managed to to do that with a giant like disney but still you. keep your dna and so that's a huge feat thank huge you so feat. much i'm very proud of it and quickly after it launched it kind of changed everything for us all of a sudden we had all these offers from other studios and other other brands that wanted to collaborate with us However, I still haven't felt that connection that I did with Encanto. So I am more hesitant because I don't just want to do a licensing deal for the sake of... Because it's, it's not going to work. Like, I just know 
my audience too well to do that to them. So we just decided to pass on these bigger ones that might be huge monetarily, but are not authentic to our DNA. And now we are pitching ourselves to more cultural community focused licensing possibilities yes. that are not giants like Disney or Universal, but are going to be so iconic for our community. So that's my focus now. And we have some really cool stuff working that I know my my community is going to die over. So and I, I love that you do that, too, with with your brand, because, you know, you being an Indian man, you have so many cool remedies and cool like natural things that are passed on for so many generations and just because you're in america now doesn't mean you should give up that incredible lineage it's like let me use that incredible wealth of knowledge that my ancestors provided for me and make something that resonates with your huge community that has been underserved for so long and that thank you you know exactly for that like it's it's i wouldn't even say like people say oh it's our duty to like represent no it's like our need and want to really uh you know we have this amazing vehicle which we have chosen in the form of a beauty brand it could be in other types of brands but we can make a huge difference to pay homage to our incredible cultures and heritage but also uh help a lot of people out there that are like us that feel not represented or or, or, or undeserved and you know for us with fable in maine we're the first indian hair brand ever at sephora um and it's sort of like still quite baffling sometimes you think well like when you think of india you think of like hair you think of 90 over 95 percent of the world's wigs are indian hair dyed I know, indian yeah and it's like why are we the first like, like this we should be by this age we should be the the whatever but you know what well, good. Let's pave the way for more. And I think that's exactly what you're doing with your community. But I love the fact that you're now making those conscious decisions and the right decisions for your community first, not for your P&L bottom line. And I think that's really telling because those are the brands that will succeed long term and connect. Um, and I think and you do that also with your personal accounts. I'm not surprised. It's the whole 360 of what you're doing. And, and I think that's really really uh, inspiring Gabby so just don't change I'm, I'm sure you won't anyway so just keep on doing it there's sometimes there is pressure yeah. you know I, I've taken calls with retailers recently and inv- possible investors that show a lot of interest initially and then when I kind of break it down what we're really about then they're like mm because they're not sure they're going to make that that money back as soon as they would want because they want me to take on these certain giant things that I'm not we're not going to do because I've seen it I've seen brands crash and burn when they want to go into that huge retail expansion with all the and it's like you can't run that far ahead without sacrificing the the strong pillars that have gotten you to where you are at this point i'm very very adamant about that so i rather have slow and steady authentic growth than you know what i'm saying and i know you know because it's it's tailors will tell you you have to sometimes what to do what to launch you you know i've I've had so yeah i've had an investor tell me like are you sure you really want to lead you know just as a suggestion like do you really want to lead with the latino focused angle like maybe you can make that a smaller part of your brand and i was like I don't want to because I know that there are so many people like me that are going to resonate with this how it is. I do not want to change it for the sake of, of you know, quicker, faster money. I, I don't want to do it that way. I'd rather it be my indie baby until it's recognized for, for who she is, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's where we really connect because we've had probably similar conversations with retailers and, and stakeholders. And I've had the same where it's like, oh, Ayurveda won't resonate with our consumers. Let's change up the narrative. And I'm like... Yeah, but we have to. I have to be the the one to make it resonate. Otherwise, who will? Um, right. You know, and and I'm also not that bothered about hitting the masses. I'm hitting the right types of people who are willing to learn and and, and want to learn from my, my heritage and culture, and and realize yep. what I'm actually selling isn't for all because you know for example yours is Latina owned, mine is Indian owned. Doesn't mean my target is just. Indians, you know, like the products, these, these stories, they're for everyone to enjoy. And just it happens to be the narrative is through my lens, but it doesn't mean it can't connect and resonate with everyone. So exactly. I feel you have to, yeah, kind of go in your own lane. Of course, hear, listen, grow, change, adapt, but you have to put your own heart at the forefront of this engine. Otherwise it's going to get lost and, and, and that's when it crumbles. So I love that you, you've done that. Um, but I do want to, um, Talk a little bit about, you know, you, you talk about communities a lot and you have built one of the most incredible communities on TikTok. And, you know, 
you've you've got over like nearly, nearly hundred thousand followers, eight thousand, and you have nearly a million likes. It's incredible. So tell us, as a founder, founder to founder, what are your tips? How do you do it? Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think for us it was cultivating a really good social media team. So, of course, I don't have time to create TikToks. I wish that would be so fun, but there's I don't even have that creative part of me accessible anymore as it was before where I could just tap into my creative side so quickly and, you know, really sit in that and create from that. It's since being in this position as a CEO with so many different things thrown at me throughout the day, it's not even possible. So I've really focused on hiring um, an incredible team of girls. So I have Christy Galarza. She's my social media manager. She's been with me for about three years. And I really, really credit her for the growth of my social platforms because she really gets my vision. And she has visions of her own that I love. And I'm like, yes, go with that. Like tap into that. And I want more of that. So she's really grown our TikTok. And I think just staying on what's happening daily it's a daily creation that you have to be on and it took us a while our first i want to say four months none of our videos passed a thousand views but the more you the more you post and you share your story and you try to stick with the trends like what are the trending audios you have to do your research like how to grow on tiktok literally like you have to use trending audios what are the right hashtags um i also put a lot of our marketing dollars towards instead of a lot of the a lot of our marketing influencer budget went to Instagram. We were paying Instagram influencers to create a look with our products so that we could repost the content and then use it as an ad or whatever the case may be. And we've kind of cut that by more than half and are paying TikTok creators now because it's just where the content is performing best and where we're seeing the most return. We had a video from a customer on TikTok that she purchased the Encanto collection and she did an unboxing. And I'm telling you in in regular lighting, like nothing special. It wasn't influencer quality. It was just UGC quality. And that video got 10 million views, 10 million views. It exploded our sales overnight. Like we had the best sales day of all time from that video. And it was a five second user generated TikTok. It was insane. So the reach on TikTok, the way it lets, you know, when you post a a photo on on Instagram, only the people who follow you are going to see it. When you post on TikTok, you could be seen by 10 million people across the world. It's insane. So TikTok for me is where I think is the future of of advertising and marketing. And I think that founders and, and CEOs and beauty, whoever, have to really start cultivating that strategy because I think it's going to be huge. Like, it's huge already. It's the biggest platform ever. But I think it's just the sky is the limit for TikTok, really. And it's also for founders um, like ourselves that are, you know, we don't have this huge necessarily VCs and funds and conglomerates. You know, we are 
you know, slow growth. We don't actually have all the funds to invest like others. TikTok is one of the best to just have that spikes without necessarily investing a lot because of the algorithm and the way it can just explode with virality. So even likewise, what you were saying for Fable and Main, our most sales have been from TikTok and had the most ROI from digital was on TikTok. So it's just, it's proves, it proves itself. And um, if you're not on the TikTok train, get on it, but do it right. Gotta do it. Stop, and do stop. it. Stop yeah. fighting it. I know so many people that are fighting it. They're like, yeah. Reels is going to be just as big as TikTok. And I'm like, I don't know. They have yeah. something. They have an appeal with the younger audience that Reels just does not have. I couldn't agree more. So that's so true. So no, th- uh, thanks for you know the tips and advice. I think hopefully a lot of people who are thinking about it will now be like, okay, I'm currently creating the TikTok account for my brand. Right, You have to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. Um, and so now with like, you know, the way the industry is heading, do you feel right now, um, you know, D2C, retail, uh, what is your thoughts? Because I've read some incredible articles um, that, you know, there's this whole conversation about D2C is the future, but actually retail is still very much, if not the most important channel to still not, you know, you have to consider because it does allow your brand to grow in certain regions and areas and have some stability. Um, I personally, just if I'm to add a bit of preface, I always thought D2C would be my main channel. It's still a hugely important channel for us, but my sales and retail, especially in this like Sephora, are unmatched. Compared, you know, they're much higher than D2C. So the brand growth is very good because of retail. So I'm at this like crossroad where I know I want to grow my D2C, but I also got to give love to my retail that's funding the business today. What is your thought on retail versus D2C? I had a time where I thought retail would become obsolete. This was me back in like 2019. And I thought, let's just focus on a direct-to-consumer and put everything there and we will not need retail. And then things started shifting and now I feel like retail is king again. And I, and I, I, I do think that retail is in our future. And I've been in talks with several possibilities. You know, I, I'm very honest that I, I dream of Ulta. Like, I would really love to be at Ulta. So let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Oh, you, got, you, you would do so well in Ulta. I, can I think so it. too. I think we would kill it in Ulta. You know, we were briefly at Target. Are, are you already talking to them? Or Yes. Okay, perfect. I have some people there if you need bucket. You're on oh, bucket. yeah, we'll talk. But I, okay. I, did, I did have a, a meeting with them, presentation with them, and we are, you know, in talks to make it happen. But um, we were shortly, briefly, for just 30 days in Target. And it was for a Hispanic heritage activation. And we were the best performing brand on the entire activation. And we were, I'm talking, we were on there with Jessica Alba's brand and we were on there with other huge Latino owned brands. And we were the only ones though, that didn't have an inline home. Like we weren't permanently on the show. We were just there for that display. So it got a little complicated after the fact, because there was inventory that we needed to either return to vendor or pay out. And, you know, it, that was like my first taste of retail. And it kind of scared me. Because I'm like, okay, this is a lot of commitment for the vendor. This is a lot of risk for the vendor. But I'm way better prepared. This was back in September 2020. So, you know, it's in in business time, two years is a, is a huge growth. And we're way better prepared to handle that now. So I know that we could do an amazing job at Ulta. And I know that it's way more steady revenue. And it's way more foot traffic. You know, it's so hard and expensive to get traffic to your site. And just being there present at a store, you're getting all this traffic and, you know, that's priceless. So I definitely, definitely do want to make retail happen for my brand. 100%. I think it's very important to, you're doing it rightly where it's, you know, right time and smart timing, I call it. Just uh, when the business is geared up for it, both from an inventory and cash flow, but also doing it with the right one and waiting for the right retailer. Often people would have a dream retailer and then they kind of settle for something quicker because it's just there right now and it's let's just go with it. But, you know, sometimes patience is important, but being smart of how you tackle it uh, and timing is everything. I can tell you with my brand, we wanted a lot of retailers in out of US um, early on. They were not interested. And then a year later... They're the ones begging us. And we're like, okay, now we can really talk about margins a bit better because, you know, you want us now. So it's, That is such a big one for us. Yeah. That is such a big one for us because our products are very affordably priced. That was always a big mission for me to have like makeup artist quality makeup at an affordable price. And it was working amazing on our online, right? But then when it comes time to retail and they want... 50, 60%. And then we're doing the math and we're like, 
our products will need to be more our products need to be a little bit more expensive if we're going to make this work but things you didn't know there's no way of knowing that oh so you you went you went community first and d2c also as a heart of it so you know it's kind of annoying because it's like your kind of story and your kind of pricing is what the future needs right customer transparency and first but it's hard and i think there is an education needed and it's still happening where i think if you did have to increase your prices to make it viable and have price you know uh, i guess you could say floors that are you know both similar in retail and your d2c hopefully your you know your your community base will appreciate and understand why this yeah. is the case because you have to give a big chunk away to your retail but um yeah those are big decisions i guess are coming your way yeah oh all the time and i, I do think though that with the right retail partner what i try to explain to them is it would be viable for me if I had a retail partner because then I could place way larger orders and then my cost of goods would be so much more comfortable because I'm only purchasing, since I'm just purchasing for my DTC, they're not these giant um, batches, right? So my cost of goods is higher. So just trying to find that balance of having the right the right retail partner where I can place way larger orders and then the, our margin will be, will be fine. It'll be comfortable enough. So it's just a lot of things, you know, I never expected this to be as hard as it was. I'll be honest with you. When I started, I was like, I got this. Like, I, I know makeup. I know marketing. I know influencer. Like, I, I didn't have any fear. And I still don't have fear, but I'm like, I've been humbled. I'm like, oh, this is tough. This is hard work. It's a lot of, a lot of moving parts every day. You're never fully caught up. You're, you know, you're always faced with a huge decision that could make or break you, like, all the time. So, yeah, it's it's not easy, but it's worth it, I would say. 100%. And I think also reminding yourself, and I think this is moments like this, and I say this as a founder and, and a friend now, hopefully, uh, if you'll have me, uh, is that you have to remember we're not alone. So, you know, even just sometimes picking up the phone with a founder friend, because you have your friends, but they don't really, they, I mean, and if they're not in the industry, it's really hard for them to get it. Like, I try to sometimes talk to my best friends about it, and I'm like, hello, are you there? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sorry. What were you saying? And I was like, yeah, they just don't get why I'm complaining about certain things or stressed about certain things because um, they just see it as, oh, you're so lucky you work for yourself. You get to have a limited vacation and this and that. And I'm like, "Uh, trust me, every day I I could work until 5 a.m. because there's no stop button, Um, you know? Um, It all melds together. Your personal life, work life, it's all one blur. And every yeah. decision you take has a consequence and has a, a either positive, negative, and you have to deal with the the repercussion. You know, you got to decide what comes next. But it is important to have certain people on the journey that you can at least rely on and even validate your thoughts and even just talk to. So yeah, just remember, you know, you have me now, and you have. I'm sure you have I will. Other I will friends. take you up on it. One thing about me is I will take you up on it. I love that, and I don't say it lightly. I say it well, truly. You. No, truly, truly. I have some friends in, in the industry that I that I can always go for. Like I don't know if you're familiar with the brand INH Hair. Yes. They're like a they're yeah, incredible. Yeah. And um I, I always go to them, Jordan and Sharon. Sharon especially. I'm like every day I send her a text about something and she gets back to me right away because they just have so much knowledge on the space and they've grown a behemoth of a brand, which is incredible. And um it's important. You really do need perspective because I've been on the verge of like just being so overwhelmed that I'm like I can't make decisions from this from this headspace because it's not going to be the right one I, I need to be in a calm peaceful state and make decisions out of love for the brand and not fear for the future and I think that's a really big a big takeaway that people can take from this if anything is like try never to make decisions out of fear only for out of love like what would and I have to really focus on that like what do I love about what I'm doing and it's the product development the creating sensational products that even if like God forbid, tomorrow the brand stops forever. Those formulas that are out there, I am so beyond proud of. They're so good. And the fact that they're that good and people could buy them for that good of a price, I'm like, I did that. I nailed that. You know, that's what I try to stay in because if I I can quickly get out of that and then be spread out through legal and payables and finance and projections and we're not meeting this goal we're not meeting that goal and it's like that can really get to you it can really really get to you and i know you know that such a good mindset to have and and reminder to have as well because we have to kind of take a step back sometimes on the journey to realize what we've done and how proud we should be so 
kudos to that. Um, I do want to, before we go into sort of like the fire round questions, I want to ask a little bit about um, your rituals for success because, you know, the pandemic has definitely probably shaped some of our routines and obviously business growth. So do you have like a, either a morning or daily routine that keeps you, you know, grounded and ready to go? Yeah, I would say that definitely tapping in with my team early on in the day. So as soon as I am like awake and on my phone, the first thing I do is check in with my social media manager, my social media manager, my, my product development team so that we can stay on task for our, our, we take it week by week. Like what are we working on this week? What are we, what's our new promo? What's the new banner? What's going on the site? Um, and then obviously we're also working on more long-term things like our, what's launching and for holiday, our next collaboration. So always trying to tap in first so that I can lay out my day with what is my, my most priority task. And then the pandemic, you know, we all started working from home and we kind of stayed in that rhythm for longer than I would have liked. So now we have this new office space so I can see my team here and we have, you know, even though everybody still wants to work from home, as long as we can at least meet up here two to three times a week to just work together and stay in that creative energy together, it's made a really big difference. Um, so I would say my, my rituals is definitely just staying connected always, even if it's just through texting so that you're always have you always have your task top of mind and um, dedicating an hour at least before I'm done with the day to catch up on my emails and really be like tuned in with what's going on because a lot of the times I would leave that I would have so much going on so many phone calls so many zooms so many you know uh, creative meetings that I'm like I'll get to my emails tomorrow it's okay because it's my least favorite part of my job so I've I've really made the conscious effort to at least do it for 30 minutes every day so that I'm not so behind all the time because that's my vice is avoiding my emails i don't know about you but that's my vice i cannot stand it i even like on a sunday i have to like you know i won't i won't start the week on monday without having kind of finished the week's task because i don't like to i I say that i've been pretty bad at it but i realize in life it's okay like i have my i have my i have my intentions and mostly i will try to commit to them sometimes it goes a bit bad like a diet like anything you do and it's okay just remember there were intentions and you can go back on it so that's why just start again exactly just start again it's staying down forever that's gonna mess you up not falling off for a week you know i love love that gabby that's exactly it that's exactly and and i'm here i need to hear it now because i've been a bit bad with like I had a bit of a burnout with work as you do sometimes and took some five days off and been a bit slow in my emails but I have to remember Sava it's okay I'm gonna work on it it's gonna be good so 100% same I gotta tell myself the same I'm very hard on myself for those things too yeah and I feel like almost since I've been a founder like the last three years I'm like oh my god have I even been happy because I feel like I'm always in a battle with I've accomplished so much and it's so amazing to work for yourself and like to take off like I could just take off for three days and no one's telling me anything and it's amazing but I'm like dude I've been so hard on myself and so like always punishing myself and always telling myself like oh my god like this is why this didn't work because you know and it's like I need to I need to really change my mindset to enjoy this better because this this is this is too amazing to just to not soak up every minute Exactly. Yep. I couldn't agree yep. more. But yeah, we, we, we're on it. We're doing it. And I think, you know, if we, we take a step back, we realize we probably say these words, but we probably have done a lot of amazing things and enjoyed them in the journey and had those, you know, moments where we didn't enjoy, but it's part of it. And I just cannot wait what's to come. But I, I, I do want to ask you a very tough question. Don't hate me. It's a desert island question, but I have to ask everyone because it's like choosing your, your own baby. So I'm inviting you to a founded beauty island but i'm saying gabby you can only come if you bring one product with you only one what is that one product for you from alama cosmetics okay so for a desert island it's gonna be our they're called besitos de bedla lip balms so like kisses of pearl lip balms Mm. and they're these really juicy gorgeous lip balms that are very shiny you could wear them all over your face because they're infused with um skincare they have vitamin e oil hyaluronic acid camellia oil so i feel like they're gonna be gorgeous in the sun i'm gonna be like a shimmering goddess and it's gonna keep my skin hydrated and um give me some skincare which i I'm going to need if I'm on an island. So I think that's my most like well-rounded product that I absolutely love. So for sure, my Besitos lip balms are coming with me. And I don't know how you managed to do this. I don't know what kind of sorcery you're doing, but how can you have this incredible packaging, great ingredients with the skincare benefits and charge only $15? It's incredible. What are you, how do you manage that? Because I'm only direct to consumer. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> you might, I, now now I think we need to talk a little bit about okay. You need, talk to, about that. you need to yeah. you need to increase it a little bit, but for the retail side, you know, you have to understand that like, what yeah. you've done today, you've really put community first, but you've got to put you know you first because that is an amazing price for what Thank you're delivering. You. Yeah, when I, I say it all the time, like in interviews, I'm like, you know, we do high quality makeup at an affordable price. High quality makeup, I want like I really want people to know, like I mean it. Like this yeah. is great stuff. Like we're making like I've seen when you visit labs, you see the other brands that are being made there, like. Yeah. The top brands at Sephora are being made where I make my products. We're working yeah. with the same chemist, you know? So it's phenomenal stuff. It's just my goal to always keep it as affordable as possible. While we're, it still works for us, we still have enough margin to keep our operations going and to give us money for the next launch. However, now when it's time to expand into retail, I'm seeing that it could be a bit of a, it could yeah. be a bit of an issue. Sure, you so. have to, you have to. And, and also, you know, at the end of the day, people are willing to pay a premium because the reviews are fantastic on all your products. I always, before I go to any podcast, I research the reviews and and uh, you have pretty much five stars all across the board in abundance. So it shows it's that so it truly important works. To me. That's my number one thing. My number one thing. And I've had so many people that are like, you have such a good brand. Like you're going to sell anything. Like, why don't you make your, make, change your palettes, make them in China. You can make them so much cheaper. And I'm like, because I'm a makeup artist first. I I know quality first. I'm not going to put my name on something that I know is not the best of the best. Like it's just not in my nature to do that. And it doesn't, I won't be excited to showcase it. I won't be excited to advertise it. And that's just not you know it's not about making the most amount of money for me you know um it's about the best of making the best most high quality makeup i could be the most proud of that's that's my my goal i love it and you and you've done it so take a moment you know and just remember that it's so important so we're gonna do fire round questions this is first thing that comes to your mind so i'll take it away with the first question which is what is Another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now. I'm really liking About Face Beauty. And it is owned by Halsey. So it's one of these celebrity brands, right? But she is doing it so cool. I literally love, love, love everything she's doing. And um, I'm really up to date with their advertising and their marketing. And the product selection is just pretty amazing. And I have my eye on her. I think she's going to be the next big brand, About Face Beauty. About Face, amazing. Yeah, I, do, I definitely want to get her on the pod. That'd be awesome. Because oh, I, my God. Be... Like, she's doing an incredible job. And yeah. a lot of these celebrity you know, people just put their name on stuff and you can tell that they don't yeah. resonate with the product and it's all very like lame. Not her. She's got something special about her brand. Amazing. About face. Um, what is a guilty pleasure of yours? Ooh, I, it shouldn't be guilty, but sleeping. I, I, I will take any opportunity to take a nap, any opportunity to go to sleep earlier, sleep in later. You should always rest. Of course, that's nothing to be ashamed about, but I just think I, I like to rest a little bit more than I should. I need to, okay, we need to talk because I need more sleep. Uh, so maybe we can help <laughs> each other out. <laughs> I have yeah, this I mean, like whoop recording thing and I just get so nervous to see my daily sleeping i was kind of like uh i don't need to see it because it's gonna it's gonna you don't sleep well you don't sleep well i just don't give myself i so i used to believe that i because doing engineering and this and that like i just trained myself to like i had to like not sleep much because of the, the work and stuff so i slept on average like five hours a day six hours and i did this for years so i just felt and i read this article once like oh some people like not point x percent of the world can sleep better with less than six hours, seven hours sleep. And I was like, I'm that. Self-diagnosing myself to make myself feel better. But then I realized, I looked, I did a lot of like health tests and like fitness tests and everything was like, yep, yeah, that's because you're not sleeping. That's because you're not sleeping. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to sleep more. So now I'm actively measuring my sleep and making sure I get, I'm starting with seven hours every day. If I can commit to that, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same. As long as I can get seven, I'm, I'm happy. Like yeah. I got seven last night, seven the night before. I'm happy between seven. On the weekends, I like to get my nine. Yeah. Nine is like I where right. I thrive I love that's my guilty pleasure and if I have time to squeeze in a nap I'm like go for just it 45 minutes because <laughs> it just makes me feel so much better like your mood it. just changes when you have sleep it's the best so it's guilty good. pleasure a lot of rest love it okay next question what are you currently watching or reading so I'm watching right now captive audience on mm. Hulu it's very sad um it's like a true crime story and it has like three episodes so yesterday i just watched the first one it's good and i'm also watching because i watch that by myself when i'm like doing things around the house i just turn it on but then with my fiance we're watching russian doll on netflix which is incredible yeah such a good shout um they've they've got a new season now right 
Yes, I just started season two, episode one. Next question. What is your favorite social media platform? It is TikTok. I'm a TikTok obsessed person. I, I, I mean, love it. And rightly so. Um, what is your favorite quote or mantra that you go by? Um, I have so many, but the one that's coming up to my mind now because of this conversation, I would say, is there's no such thing as luck. It's preparation meets opportunity. And I really love that quote because I used to suffer a lot with like guilt over my success in a way. Like, oh, this person could have done a better job. It's just I had the opportunity. I worked here, so I met all these people. But if they had met all these people, they like feeling like that. And my mom has always told me, like, there's nothing lucky about you. You've always been well prepared. You've always been um, on top of your game, you know. And then when the opportunity arises, you're the one with the preparation. So it's yours. So definitely stop thinking that other people got lucky and that you just haven't gotten lucky. You just haven't been prepared when the opportunities have been in front of you. And I think that that's very a tough pill to swallow, but it's important. That's a good quote. Amy Hempel. And yeah, absolutely true. That's the quote that I think is so important today more than ever. Um, And my last question is, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, makeup artist, what would Gabby be doing right now? Well, if I wasn't an entrepreneur, makeup artist in any way, like no other business, like no no salon ownership, none of that, yeah. maybe I would have stayed in college. I was studying to be a psychologist. I really love human psychology, human, you know, thinking. So maybe a psychologist. But honestly, if there's one thing that I'm like, wow, that would be so cool to just sell everything, have no stress and like be a dog groomer, like buy a dog grooming truck and then just spend my whole day with animals and be stress free. And like, oh my God, that's a fantasy of mine. Do you have Jeff pets? I do. I have three dogs. I have three dogs. What is this? I know. Priyanka was telling me that you have three dogs. Yeah. I have a Cocker Spaniel, a Shih Tzu mix, and then like a super mixed, I don't even know what she is. She's mixed with like seven different breeds. What about you? I have a Maltese Terrier. I have a Shipu, Shih Tzu Poodle, and I have a Cavapoo, like a Cavi, yeah. Uh, oh my god they're kind of similar like yeah. my cocker spine probably looks like your kavapoo and my probably. shih tzu kind of here. yeah they're the best i i love i was telling um her when i got on that i don't have airpods because my cocker spaniel ate my airpods that's a fact oh my god wait is it in them is it in here um so he just tears it up like he just chews uh, it till okay. it's like <laughs> oh god <laughs> insane and it's it's my third pair that he's done that to by the uh, way I, uh, and he also ate my marriage license what from my, literally we left it on a desk and he he just he's so tall he's my tallest dog so with his paw he just paws it paws it paws it until he gets it i can't leave anything around the house like uh, a uh, hair clip a pen he's the destroyer you know what there is something about that. Maybe it's important. That means you've got your stuff together. You're going to clean always. You're going to make sure nothing's lying around. Maybe it's a good thing, you know? I tell, I tell my fiance that it's because I didn't raise that dog. He came <laughs> with Jordan. He came with my fiance. I'm like, that's my stepchild. If that was my child, he would not have these behavioral issues. Because my other two dogs are angels. Like, they don't do anything wrong. And it's just like, what happened to this dog? He's such a menace. I love it. For me, we have, it's always one. We have our new one is like an absolute... like. I love we love her so much but she is another another level of dog she's not the same family I don't know where she comes is she, from is she a puppy though she's 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 a pup I think because she yeah recently obviously she's a puppy in the sense of she's turning one soon so yeah she's still oh, young she's young. a puppy yeah, my dog is 10 years old okay fine that's something else <laughs> it's just his it's just his his person his character he's broken <laughs> <laughs> I love it oh, okay we have to, I want to come see your dogs one day that's so cute they're really but, um, cute though um, really Gabby it's been I could speak all day we're, we're going to catch up offline no. this is just the beginning of an amazing friendship and I cannot wait to see Alamar grow and yourself as a founder and CEO so where can everyone find yourself and Alamar Cosmetics on social websites Shabam. They can find us everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn at Alamar Cosmetics. Alamar, A L A M A R Cosmetics. And then on our website, alamarcosmetics.com. And then my personal, if you want to find me there, is G A B Y Gabby T M U A. Amazing! I've just followed you, and I'm gonna follow uh, you. Guys. And I'm so excited to uh, yeah continue our conversation uh, and. I'll put all the links in the summary so people can just go straight away and click tap straight away and make sure you follow both Gabby and Alamar because 
honestly, they're going to be doing great things, and I'm so excited for the future of this brand and for you. So we'll be in touch soon. So cool. and I hope you enjoyed. So cool. My first, I think, my first podcast. So thank you so much. This is such a cool experience. Oh, you know, I feel bad now. You're going to always a next podcast. You're like, it wasn't a cash, you know. <laughs> I know that's exactly what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm sorry gonna, about that. <laughs> but thank you so much. I really appreciate no. the time and and all the knowledge. So thank you so much. hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music podcast the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network so be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.